Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How many ready for the word today? Anybody ready for the word? What about the rest of you? That was 10 of you. What, what about how many people ready for the word today? Okay, because you got to be ready because I'm ready. It says here in Ephesians 3.20, glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for your word. Let it just bring life in our spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Title of my message today is, It Takes a Dream. A few, about a year ago, actually may have been a little bit longer, somebody gave my, uh, my son Andrew an acoustic guitar and started taking it everywhere and wanting to, to play with it. And, and I just kind of thought it was just going to be another toy that ends up on the floor because that just seems where, where they end up. You know, all those Christmas gifts end up on the floor. That's, that's, then they get stepped on, you know. But he uh, seemed to take up a big interest in, in the guitar. And uh, this past November for his birthday, we, we bought him an uh, electric guitar. And um, every day he, he practices and he's trying to learn by, by ear with, with um, some kind of app on the, the phone and just tries to, to, to replay whatever he hears. And he told me something in January. He says, he, he asked me, he goes, Dad, who's the youngest guitar player that we've ever had in CWC history? And I was like, I don't know. I, I can't remember. And he says, well, I'm going to make history. I'm going ma- to be the youngest guitar player in CWC history. And I said to him, you know, that's, that's good. You know, you practice and you keep practicing, you might be able to do that. And he looked at me with a look of determination and he says, don't, don't say I might. I will do it, Dad. I will do it. You watch. He goes, you'll see, I'm going to be the youngest guitar player in that church. And you know what I, what I liked about it is, is admired, I admired it. Because, you know, children are bold about their dreams. And the Lord challenged me because I sat back and I I thought about it. And the Lord asked me, when's the last time you made a bold statement like that? You know, here's the thing. Children don't dream with failure in mind. When a child dreams, when, when... you know, they're young. They don't, if they talk about being a football player or, or an athlete, they're, they're not going to say, you know, one day I'm going to be a football player. But, you know, if I don't get drafted and if, I don't, if it doesn't work out, let's say I get injured, then I'm going to fall back on something else. One day he told me he went to a field trip. I think he was in the second or third grade. He went to Stanford University for a field trip. We never did that when we were kids. I don't know. That's cool. And he says, you know, he came home with a Stanford shirt. He goes, Dad, when I, when I grow up, I'm going to graduate from Stanford University. And I started, I, you know what I'm thinking? How much, how are we going to pay for that? <laughs> but 
he doesn't say, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to Stanford, but first, I'm, you know, I'm going to do the JC, JC thing for a while, go, go to junior college. Then I'm going to get a job. And then after a while, then, then I'm going to transfer. And then I'm going to graduate. They don't, they don't talk about the details. They don't, they don't think about how. They just think about what. Something happens, though, when we get older. Is we, we focus more on the how than the what than we want. And we've got to be like children again. And I think that's why Jesus tells us that we have to have childlike faith. Because it takes people with a dream to believe that all things are possible. People began to focus so much on how they're going to make something happen. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to live in this place? How am I going to raise a family here? How am I going to go to college? How am I going to do this? And we focus so much on the how that we forget to focus on the what. So we downsize the dream. Some people quit on the dream altogether. But this morning, I want to encourage you to never stop dreaming. Tell the person next to you, never stop dreaming. If you stop dreaming, you stop living. Do you understand that God designed you to be a dreamer? God designed you to dream, to fulfill a dream that He had in His mind when He created you. In fact, you're not here because of your parents. You're not here because your parents wanted children. You're here because God wanted you here on this earth. You're not just here to fulfill a dream. You're here because of a dream. You're here because of God's dream in your life. And if you didn't arrive here the way you were supposed to, if you were arrived here by what somebody called an accident, I got news for you. You are here because of a dream this morning. Because of a dream, you're here. Look at what God says in Jeremiah 29, 11. The message version, I love it. It says, I know what I'm doing. This is what God says. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. God has plans for you. And you know what plans are? Plans are dreams designed to come true. If you have no plans for your life, then you have no dreams. But God, because he is the greatest dreamer, he, he, he designed plans, plural, plans for your life. Not just one, but plans that you could hope in. God has dreams for your life. And because God has dreams for your life, He made you a dreamer. God designed you with a dreaming nature. Out of all of creation, the only person that has a dreaming nature and an imagination is you. Now your dog might love you, or you think, let somebody else come with some food and see if they stick around, you know. But your, your dog doesn't imagine all these future plans. Your cat causes allergies for me. Does not create things. Like you. Because God gave you an, a, a creative ability to imagine and to dream. Why? Because it's the way He is. 
Because God foresees things. He has an imagination and then he creates. In the same way, God gave you the ability to dream, to ignite creativity in your life. For those people that say, I'm not a creative person, you're lying to yourself. You're made in the image of God. That means that you're a creative individual. I said this on a Wednesday night one time that, you know, if you can create problems, you can create other things as well. But God made you creative. God made you a creative being. But here's the thing is we've got to use our imagination. We have to dream. And if we don't dream, we don't create anything. Why do a lot of us feel like our life is not going anywhere? It's because you're not dreaming anymore. You have to believe. You have to dream. And when you dream, then you create. Here's what I want you to understand. That everything starts with a dream. And without a dream, nothing happens. Nothing starts happening in your life until you start dreaming. This room and and the way it was designed, this room started. It wasn't started here. It It was started in somebody's imagination. It was started because of a dream. And because it started in somebody's imagination, now we're here and able to have service in this room every Sunday. And it's used during the week for education. But it it started first in somebody's imagination. Now let me ask you this. What are you creating in your world? Because your world is a reflection of what you've been dreaming Your world is is a reflection of your imagination. And if you don't like your life right now, if your life is stagnant, if your family is stagnant, if your marriage is stagnant, if everything in your life is mundane and boring, then it just means that's just a reflection of your imagination. You have created the world that you live in by what you've been dreaming. Your world is a reflection of your dreams. What you attempt to do is a reflection of what you dream. And we live in, in, in times today where, where people just don't want to attempt things, that where people are afraid to do anything in the church because they, their imagination is, is one of failure. You know, the, the, you, you remember the children of Israel when they sent out the spies and, and some come back with a good report, and, but the majority of them come back with a bad report because they see the giants in the land. The giants never defeat them. What, what, what defeated them was their dream. What defeated them is what they thought could happen. And a lot of people, you're defeated in your life. It's not because of something that happened to you. It's because you imagine failure. You imagine the worst thing happening so you don't even try. Everything starts with a dream. Without a dream, you have nothing to shoot for. You have nothing to aim at. And when you have no aim, everything stays the same in your life. And we wonder why things get boring. Why, why is it the way that it is? It's because somewhere along the line, my friend, you stop dreaming and imagining what could be in your life. Look at a couple quotes from about dreaming. It says, it may be that those who do most dream most. Miles Monroe said, the poorest man in the world is a man without a dream. 
Dreams are extremely important. You can do it. You can't do it unless you imagine it. Victor Hugo said, there's nothing like a dream to create the future. Now, here's what the Bible says again in Ephesians 3.20, the message version this time. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever what? Imagine or guess or request in your what? Wildest dreams. So God God has the ability to do far more than you imagine, not him. So the basis of what God can do in your life has everything to do with what you imagine and what you can see. Well, well, how come God doesn't work in my life like that person or that, that individual? How come I can't live the life like they can? It's simple. You don't imagine it. They had the vision for it. They had the dream for it. But what, what is it that you imagine? Well, I can't do that because of this, and I can't do that, and I don't have money like them, and I, don't, I can't do this, and I can't go there. But here, here's the thing, is that God always will give you a dream before the resources. I'll say that again. God always gives you the dream before the resources. And we're looking, we're looking to have everything worked out in our lives before we stop, start moving and doing things. But the reality is, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that because God wants us to use our imagination, but He also wants us to operate by faith as well. God is saying, I can top whatever you imagine in your wildest dreams. But the responsibility to dream is us. Look at what God tells Abraham in Genesis 13, 14 through 15. It says, then the Lord said to Abram, from the place where you are standing, look up and gaze to the north, south, east, and west. Verse 15, because what? All the land that you what? See. Let me, let's read that again. All the land that you see, I give you and your descendants forever. So the only thing that would limit what Abraham would receive was what he saw. Why is that important? Because you cannot possess it unless you perceive it. And a lot of us, we, we want things in our life, but we just can't see it. We can't see ourselves succeeding. We can't see ourselves doing certain things. And because we can't see it, we can't perceive it. And we don't see it happening in our lives, and we don't receive it. But God says, all that you can see. Not Abraham, all, all this stuff I see right here, my man, all this, this is yours. No, he says, all that you can see. And we live in a generation where people need help seeing. Right? We live in a culture where people need help dreaming because they can't dream for themselves. Well, what do you mean? I got dreams. I got, well, here's here's the the deal. We live in in a tell me what you see about me culture. 
Tell me what you see in my life. Tell me who I am. Tell me what I can do. And it's good to have people that believe in you. I agree with that. It's good when people support your vision, but it's better when you believe in yourself. Even in the church, we have a tell me what you see kind of culture. I believe in prophetic words. I believe in it. But let me just say this, that I've never gotten a prophetic word once in my life where somebody didn't tell me something that I hadn't seen before. All they did was they confirmed what I already saw. The problem is I just wasn't agreeing with God, so it took somebody else to step in and tell me What they see, but I already saw it. And when I would get the word, it wasn't like, wow, man, I never heard that before. It was just like, whoa, I'm not crazy. (laughs) But I remember going to a conference one time and people were lined up for hours to hear a word from from one prophet. And I believe in that. Don't, Don't tell me, you know. You know, Pastor Matt, you don't believe in prophetic words. I do believe in prophetic words. But I'll tell you this. If you get along with God, you can go, go straight to the source and eliminate the middleman because God's the one that planted the dream in your heart. But since we don't want to do that, we want, we want everybody else to, to tell me what you see. Because I don't know. You tell me what you see in me. Because I don't see it in myself. And as long as you see it in your life, you'll never be able to receive your your God-given destiny. Because you're always looking for somebody else to see a dream in you when God has already planted it inside of your heart and it can become a reality. But it's, it has everything to do with what you can see, what you're able to perceive for your life, what you're able to imagine for yourself. God uses a dream to draw us into destiny. God will use a dream like he used a dream to draw out the leader in Joseph. God used a dream to draw out the builder in Nehemiah. God used a dream to draw out the father in Abraham. Now, what is God trying to draw out by your dream? You might be thinking, well, I don't even know if my dream is from God like, like yours was. I don't, I don't know if, if I'm, you know, we're talking about God's dream. I don't know if it's my dream or, or God's dream here. Let's just go through a quick checklist, okay? Five things. There's more, but we'll, we'll just go with five. Number one, does it bring glory to God? Does it, does it go, does the dream go against his heart? Does it go against his ways? Does it go against his word? Now, if you have a, a, a dream to be the, the, the biggest gambler in Vegas, <laughs> that's not his dream. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph, that's, that's just. <laughs> so all your lottery dreams, 
where you're going to change your life and you start telling all your friends, well, if I win, man, I'm going to buy you this and I'm going to do this for you and I'm, I'm really going to start tithing. I don't tithe now, but I'm really, when I win it big, I'm going to tithe. If you can't tithe off a few hundred bucks now, you're not going to do it off of 30 million. That's going to be much too hard for you. So stop lying to yourself there. But if it's, if it's God's dream for your life, it has to bring Him glory. It can't go against His word. It can't be unethical. Number two, do you need God to accomplish it? Because if it's God's dream for your life, you will need Him to achieve it. Why? Because God wants us to operate by faith. Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. God is not going to give you a dream that you can fulfill on your own. So do you need God to achieve it? Number three, does it benefit others? Does it, does it offer hope? Is it a solution to a problem? Does it contribute to the world? Does it make a difference in society? Number four, does it revolve around self? Is it just a dream to make you feel better about yourself? Is it just a dream... To prove something to the world. Well, nobody believed me. I'm going to show them. You know, I'm going to show them. All them, all them haters, I'm going to show them. They said this. Well, watch, watch this. Watch this world. Here I come. Is it about pride? If, it is, if it's about pride, not from him. Does it fit with your talents and gifts? I like this one. Don't lie to yourself now that God gave you a singing career when you can't sing. <laughs> God, be honest with yourself here, okay? Singing lessons can only do so much for people. You got to have a voice, right? Got to have a voice. Right? So look at your talents. Look at your gifts. Okay? Look, look at all of that. Before you, you sign up to audition on American Idol, make a fool of yourself. Say it's your dream. And then we all laugh. Like Simon. You know, just does do you does it fit with your talents? So God will give you something, a dream, it's gonna fit with your talents, it's gonna fit with your giftings. Now God will use a dream to draw out your destiny, but he'll also use a dream to draw you out of disappointment. Genesis 15, it says, after these events, the Lord, Lord's word came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid. Abram, I am your protector. Your reward will be very great. Now notice what Abram says. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you possibly give me since I have no children? So God makes a promise that Abraham's going to be a father of nations. But almost 15 years has gone by and the promise has not come true. The dream has yet to be realized in his life. So now he's saying, well, God, what are you going to give me? I don't even, I don't even have a child. And, and notice what God does. It says, verse 5, then he brought Abram outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars if you think you can count them. He continued, this is how many children you will have. So in a place where, where Abraham is disappointed with God, 
God gives him a picture of stars. Now, what was God doing? God was trying to get Abraham to imagine and dream again. And what God did in the, in, in the darkest moments, because every night when it got dark and the, the stars were shining, every night was a reminder in the dark of the dream in his life. You know when you need a dream in your life in your darkest moments. You need a dream when things look dark. You need a dream when you're disappointed. When it looks like things aren't going anywhere. That's when you need to dream. You need a dream. When it's taking too long to see the promise. God wanted Abraham to dream again. Disappointment can be a reappointment to dream again. I got good news for you if you're disappointed how things have turned out for you. So you, you lost the job. So you, you lost the house. So you, you lost an opportunity. You didn't get the, the, the scholarship to, to go to college. You didn't get the grant. So you, you didn't, things didn't work out. So the marriage didn't last. So, so that, that guy that you thought was going to marry you walked away. So that person cheated on you. So things haven't worked out the way you... That's, that's a great place to be because you're in a perfect place where God to deposit a dream in your life once again and reappoint something in his life that you can do. Someone said that hope in the future always gives strength in the present. How do you deal with today? If you're in a place where you don't like where you're at, where you, you go to work every day and you, you can't stand it. You're tired of doing the same thing. How do you deal with today? How, some of you, you don't even want to go home to your family. You're just like, man, let me just circle the block a few times, you know. <laughs> Got them crazy kids at home. <laughs> you, not, not us, man. Damn. Just... That's my son right there. But how do you deal with today? When the marriage isn't working out, when life ain't working out, when things are mundane, when things are boring, how do you deal with today? You deal with today when you have tomorrow in your heart. You deal with today when you have a dream. So you, you, you may not like where you're, you're working, but you have to provide for a family. But, but you say one day, this is where I'm at one day, but someday I'm going to be somewhere else. This is the way it is right now. But it's not always going to be like this. This is the way it is right now. This is the way my bank account looks right now. But someday it's going to be like this. You, you, you work through today when you have tomorrow and you have a vision and you imagine the best for your life. But we just have a hard time doing that sometimes. Because instead of imagining the best, we can imagine the worst. And you know what worry is when, when we worry? We're just, worry is just using your imagination the wrong way. When you worry, you're not imagining, you're not, you're not. God didn't give you your imagination 
So you could worry about everything that wasn't going to work out in your life. He, he gave you the imagination to create. And if you don't like where your life has taken you up to this point, then dream again. I'm going to show you a clip for, for a moment. You and I are sitting here today because uh, this will be your last week of employment at this company. Why me? What am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to feel better that I'm not the only one losing my job? This is ridiculous. I have been a fine employee for over 10 years, and this is the way you treat me. How do you sleep at night, man? Huh? How's your family? They sleeping well at night? What do you suggest I tell them? make about 90 grand a year now unemployment is what 250 bucks a week and i guess without benefits i'll be able to hold my daughter as she you know suffers from her asthma that i won't be able to afford the medication for your children's admiration is important to you yeah yeah it was well, i doubt they ever admired you bob i'm not a shrink I'm a wake-up call. You know why kids love athletes? Kids love athletes because they follow their dreams. Well, I can't dunk. No, but you can cook. What are you talking about? Your resume says that you minored in French culinary arts. Most students there were going to fry her at KFC, but you bust tables at Il Picador to support yourself. And then you get out of college, and you come and you work here. How much did they first pay you to give up on your dreams? 27 grand a year. And when were you going to stop and come back and do what makes you happy? I see guys who work at the same company for their entire lives, guys exactly like you. They clock in, they clock out, and they never have a moment of happiness. You have an opportunity here, Bob. This is a rebirth. If not for you, do it for your children. You know, some of you today might be in a place where you're disappointed. Because things are not what you expected them to be. Because you're not where you thought or you planned to be. Because when you dreamed a dream, you weren't dreaming of where you're at right now. If you were to run in of a, to the younger version of yourself, the younger self, the 10, 15-year-old version of you would be mad at you. Because they would be wondering, you know, why did you settle for this? Why, why, are you, why are you married like this? Why are, you, why are you living here? Why are you doing this work? And you know, a lot of us are, are, are in places in our life we're not living the dream. You're paying bills. You're coming to church. You're raising a family. You're doing all these things, but you're not living the dream. You're existing. But you're not creating. You're going through the motions. But you're living life. 
allowing time to pass, waiting for your big break, waiting for the next opportunity, waiting for the phone call to ring for another job. But here's the reality. It's not coming. It's not coming unless you dream. It's not coming unless you start imagining the possibilities like Abraham had to do in his life and his disappointment and count the stars because he needed to dream to be able to get to his destiny. Today, I want to just pray with people here today that are disappointed because I believe that the Lord today wants to reappoint dreams in this place. Dreams can be renewed. You know that dreams are renewable. And if you don't like where you're at, maybe the first one didn't work out. Well, you can renew the dream. But the great thing about your imagination, you you can dream a new dream. Forget that other one, all right? If it didn't work out, the other one didn't work out, then dream another one. But some of you need to get a dream for your children. You do. That you, you need to get a dream for your spouse. You need to get a dream, again, for your finances. You need to get a dream for this, your relationship with God, because some of your relationship with God used to be a dream. It used to be a vision where you saw yourself on fire, but now you are, you are so complacent. God is saying today, I want to deal with your destiny by getting you to dream again. I want to deal with your disappointment by getting you to dream again. I want you to stand with me. God says, I can do above and beyond what you ask or imagine. I want you to close your eyes and imagine. And don't think about the how right now. Don't think about the how. The how doesn't matter. What matters is what. If your marriage is not working out right now, don't imagine leaving. Imagine it working out. If you're not happy with something in your life, things in your family are messed up right now, don't imagine walking away. Imagine breakthrough. Don't imagine failure, but dream. Don't think about the resources right now. Just dream with God. When, When God told Abram to count the stars, he doesn't... He doesn't give them the details. God will give you a dream, but leave out the details. Why? So you can believe Him. So as you close your eyes, I just want you to believe and dream. Allow God to put a what in your heart today. God, we don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to work out. We don't know how we can start that business. We don't know how we can buy that home for our family. We don't know how we can make this thing work in our life. We don't know how we can get out of this dead-end job right now, God. You know we got to pay bills. We don't know how it's going to work out, God. We don't know how to fix the relationship with our children, God. We don't know how. But God, this is what we want. So God, right now, we just dream with you, God. We see ourselves succeeding. We 
see ourselves getting out of the rut. We see ourselves getting out of failure right now. We see ourselves getting out of this dead end. Wherever we're stuck, God, we, we see ourselves succeeding above and not beneath right now. And we just dream with you. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.